Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Allie. And this is The Sippin' Word. <laughs> okay, welcome well, to our podcast. Yes, welcome. This first episode. Our first episode ever. Ever? <laughs> ever, yeah. Um, we're very excited. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I feel like we've been talking about this for a while. So Yeah, I'm excited to share what I think about all these great books that I read. Yeah, and then share some of our... Life. Yeah, life. I feel like we relate a lot of what we read to our life. Maybe that's why we're still single. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So today we're going to be talking about One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. Um, But before we get into that, we'll introduce ourselves since this is our first episode ever. Uh, So I'm Allie. I'm 29. Um, I was born and raised in SoCal, and I'm a lifelong reader. I've been reading since I was very, very small, and I think my true obsession started with Harry Potter in the fourth grade, and ever since then, I've just been obsessed with books and reading. Well, my reading starting started in elementary, but I mean, no, my love for reading started in high school when I read Go Ask Alice. That's one of my favorite books. Uh, it's still one of my favorites. Um, and then I kind of stopped reading right after high school. And I, when Twilight came out, I was obsessed. So I started reading again. And that's when I fell in love. And I kind of stopped again. And then I met Allie. And mm-hmm. I started reading again. And she's recommended a lot of good books to me. Mostly romance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we really, when we've met um, six years ago. Six years. Yeah, so we met six Time years flies. ago. Um, and we kind of, the, I mean, we didn't have much to talk about besides the fact that we both love books. And then, you know, our friendship developed from there. But we had in common that we both loved reading and we were both super into romance. Yeah. And, like, that was our favorite genre. Which, yeah, at the beginning I didn't like Allie, and then she started talking about books, and so then I started, <laughs> so then our, our friendship started, and it, it, it's, it's been a good one, you know, we've had our good, good times. Yeah, I know, I think we've, we've shared a lot of, um, a lot of books, I think, that we've read together, and through our, like, book relationship, we developed, you know, a pretty good friendship, too. Yeah, and, like, now we... We go out and we party and and I think after like five years or six years, I just told her I didn't like you when I, I met you. Yeah, I didn't know but she didn't like me until like a couple weeks ago. I think I saw a meme and it said like the best friendships start when someone tells you like, I didn't like you when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we've shared a lot about books and about life. Mm-hmm. I think another other. thing we have in common besides just our love of books and romance genre is that um we're both like in the dating world which is rough it's it's rough like it can be fun i am i'm having i'm having a good time to be honest but it's rough it's rough (laughs) out there yeah i'm enjoying being single to be honest yeah (laughs) yeah i like being single i i well i've kind of been single for a long time but (laughs) (laughs) but i i Learning to enjoy time with myself. It, wait, that's <laughs> oh, that sounded bad. But <laughs> but you guys don't be get your mind out of the gutter. 
<laughs> Yours went there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, let's go back to the book. I know. So what we're here for, I think what we're hoping with this podcast, obviously, to just share the books that we read um, with whoever out there is listening. Maybe it's one or two listeners and we appreciate you listening. <laughs> so much. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the books that we read, we tend to relate to, uh, we get into pretty good discussions about how, you know, they relate to our lives and a lot of times it's like romantic books and it's like, you know, relating to our romantic lives, whether it's our romantic, uh, triumphs, triumphs or, uh, I don't know, depressing moments, mishaps, <laughs> mishaps, <laughs> adventures, you know, I think we're, we, we have adventures in dating and it's fun to, you know, have somebody to talk about it with, um, that I can also talk about books with. So that's what we're hoping for this podcast. Yes. And we hope you enjoy it. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So what would you rate the book, Allie? Okay. So I rated it a five out of five. I gave it a five too. Yeah. Um, both of us were fans already of Casey McQuiston. Yeah. Red, white, and royal blue. Just, you know, because... If you've read Casey's books, you know she can break your heart and bring it all back together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, with Red, Red, and Royal Blue, I happened to hear about that mm. book on BookTube. Like, I saw a couple BookTubers talking about it, and I was like, oh, my God, a gay love story about the son of the President of the United States and then the Prince of England. I can't wait. Like, it sounded super fun, super cute. And I received it in the mail the day I was, like, leaving for a rave. I read it on the way to the rave. I woke up so hungover just to finish because I, I fell so in love with these characters. I fell so in love with the story. Um, and like Joe said, like, Casey does such a good job of, like, just tearing your heart to pieces. And then she puts it back together. I cried so much with Red, Red, and Royal Blue. Um personally didn't cry with um, One Last Stop, although I did really love this book. But I know... Joe cried. I cried. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> it was just the moment where... where, So, August is the main character, right? Yes. And then there's Jane. And there was a moment that it just made me cry because Jane thought of August... She was... She thought ahead for August, you know, mm -hmm. to make sure that August knew it was real. Yeah. And due to personal issues, <laughs> <laughs> that's very important. <laughs> uh, so I think we're getting kind of into the story. And, like, I don't think our sisters, who are probably our only listeners, know what the story is about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so so <laughs> let's enlighten them. Yeah. So I'm going to read the back of the book. Um, if any of you listening are fans of Red, Red, and Royal Blue, you probably know what this book is about. But if you haven't read Red, and Red, 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 and Royal Blue, here's the back of the book for uh, one last stop. For cynical 23-year-old August, moving to New York City is supposed to prove her right, that things like magic and cinematic love stories don't exist, and the only smart way to go through life is alone. She can't imagine waiting tables at a 24-hour pancake diner and moving in with too many weird roommates could possibly change that. And there's certainly no chance of her subway commute being anything more than a daily trudge through boredom and electrical failures. But then there's this gorgeous girl on the train. Jane. Dazzling, charming, mysterious, impossible Jane. Jane with her rough edges and swoopy hair and soft smile, showing up in a leather jacket to save August's morning when she needs it most. 
August's subway crush becomes the best part of her day. But pretty soon she discovers there's one big problem. Jane doesn't just look like an old school punk rocker. She's literally displaced in time from the 1970s. And August is going to have to use everything she tried to leave in her own past to help Jane. Maybe it's time to start believing in some things after all. Casey McQuiston's One Last Stop is a magical, sexy, big-hearted romance where the impossible becomes possible, as August does everything in her power to save the girl lost in time. Wow. What a good book. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I I think it was really cute. You know, mm-hmm. so let's talk about August. So, so August, our main character... Um, so like the back of the book said, she's 23, she's just moving to New York on her own, she's trying to find a place to live, and she's kind of, like, lost a little bit, right? Yeah, she's lost, and she's she's always felt lost, right? And yes. um, she is coming to New York because she transferred schools yet again. Again. <laughs> Yeah, which, I mean, I personally didn't transfer schools, but I related to August and the fact that, like... It took her forever to She's being in school forever, (laughs) and, like, just that feeling of, like, I'm just gonna finish. Like, what am I gonna do after? Yeah. Um, It's very scary. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, I think not many people know, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna graduate, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. And then you graduate, and then you're like, uh, wait a minute. What now? (laughs) What's next? And it's I like think- at uh, in Finding Nemo when the fish escape the fish tank and they roll into the water with their bags and they're just floating in the ocean. They're like, um, so what now? Yeah. I That's think- how it feels to graduate from college, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but August is is very like an introvert, I guess you can say, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like moving to New York, like she kind of found her voice, like herself. I think, like, the environment, like, her, obviously the city, her roommates, like, it kind of forces her to come out of her shell a little bit, and it challenges some of the views she has, like, on life and romance. Yeah. Which, which I enjoyed. I really enjoyed seeing how much she grew. Mm-hmm. Because she, she grew so much in the book. Yeah. And I think uh, Casey does a really good job of making relatable characters mm-hmm. because right from the i mean first couple pages i text you i was like oh my god i love her she's a virgo i totally relate to her um just the way that she thinks and the way that she was kind of reacting to these roommates who you know brought her into their home to obviously to rent a room with them but immediately they're like trying to be her friend and she's like but why like she just couldn't understand she couldn't understand why these people were being so friendly and so ready to like accept her um, and it was just nice seeing her like open up, you know, and like, accept them as her family because they became her family. Yeah, they did. They all became a family. So besides August, there's Jane, which Jane is the girl on the train. She's that's... the other romantic lead. Yes. And she's stuck on the queue on the train. Uh-huh. Um, and she meets August and due to August, she remembers things. Yeah. It's like... So there was like this catalyst event where jane was on the train in the 1970s something happened there was like a blip in the space-time continuum or whatever and she gets stuck on this train and she's just been there not really knowing that she's stuck in time she's just kind of existing on this train you know over how long ago was the 70s like a lot of years (laughs) 
<laughs> math is not our forte. Like, I was going to say like 30 years, but no, 30 years wouldn't mean it's like 2000. So 50 years? 30 years? So like 50 years. She's been stuck on this train for like 50 years. Yeah, she, 45 years. Yes. Well, according to the book, it was 45 yeah. years. Yeah, well, it's a long her. time. So she's been stuck forever. <laughs> and I, and it's not until August gets on this train and they, you know, make contact that Jane starts to realize, like, hey, I'm stuck on this train. Like, she starts to remember little bits about her life, and it's because of August, which I thought was really cute. No, that was cute. That it was August that brought her back. What love makes you do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's, so she has great roommates, which is Myla, Nico, and Wes. Wes. Yeah, so Myla... Is kind of like the mom friend. Yes. And everybody needs a friend like Myla. Yeah. And then she's she's with Nico, who's Nico. a trans. Nico's a trans man. Trans man um, and Nico's psychic and a horrible bartender. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's Wes, who's just like this sweet little shy, secretly rich kid who, you know, he was disowned by his parents and like nobody knows what the inside of his room looks like and... It's nice to see him, like, building her really, the relationship with August and, like, opening up. And I, I really enjoyed getting to know Wes. Yeah, Wes was one of my favorite characters. But, I mean, all, all of the characters, especially Annie Depressant. Yeah, so there's a drag queen that lives across the hall from them. Um, you know, when she's out of drag, his name is Isaiah. But when she's in drag, her name is Annie Depressant. And Annie is in love with Wes. And Wes is, and in, Wes love with is Annie. So in love with Annie. Um, but I think what I really related to Wes was being, you know, he, he, he said that he didn't want that. He, he said that he felt that Annie needed someone who better, right? Or like deserved better. That she deserved better than him. Yeah. And, but they would always make fun of him that he didn't really want to be vulnerable. And I think that's very relatable because it's scary to be vulnerable. It is. Like, in real, I, I think so. I think, like, like everybody wants it, you know? Like, everybody wants to be in love, even though they say they don't. <laughs> um, but I think a scary part of it is being vulnerable, you know? Especially if you've already been vulnerable and hurt. Yeah. Not saying that it's not possible. Because <laughs> yeah, it is. But I'm just saying, like, I think that... His growth and, you know, towards the end that he professes his love to her. It's just so beautiful how you overcome fear to be with the person that you love. And it's nice when it works out, you know? Yeah, like when, usually in books. Like when, <laughs> okay, but yeah, I think in books, it's it works out when, I mean, when you're reading like a romance book, obviously, it works out. But in real life, you never know because, you know, you can be vulnerable with somebody and then it's just like, um, sorry, I don't feel the same way about you. And it's like you have that kind of rejection that's like, well. So it's more the fear of rejection. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which is why I don't share my feelings with anyone I date. Okay, August. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which is why I also related to August a lot. Um, I think there was a part, too, where... Um, Jane or August realizes that she's in love with Jane and they're like on the train together and Jane and August in her mind is just like oh my god like she has to know she has to know like I have all this big love inside of me for her and it was just so funny like seeing her just kind of like 
bumbling and like nervous because like I get like that too because like when I have feelings for people I'm just like I don't want to tell them because what if they don't feel the same way yeah (laughs) Joanna's like I know I know but they can't read our brain like they don't know you know and it's better to know than to not know especially if you're going to become vulnerable with somebody like you don't want to like uh okay okay I feel like I talk about my with I talk about this with my therapist like every week <laughs> and like yeah. in therapy, I'm like, yeah, like it's, it's better to know because then you're just left wondering like, well, what if, but then you're in that moment and it's hard. Cause it's like, you're actually faced with, you could be rejected by this person that you like. Um, yeah. so I'm working on it. Uh, so we'll see. I'm learning too of, of speaking my feelings, <laughs> but it's scary. But, um, okay, back to the book. Back to the book. <laughs> we go off on a tangent here. I know. Um, so, we talked about Wes, about Myla, uh, and about Nico, Nico, and Annie. Annie. There's also uh, Luce, Lucy and Winfield. Winfield. So, they work at the pancake um, house that August gets a job at. Myla gets her the job. Um, Again, Myla is the type of friend that everybody needs in their <laughs> life. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to give too much away from, like, about the story, but I really enjoy how Casey writes, like, friend groups and how, like, they turn into families. Same with Red, White, and Royal Blue. Like, obviously, I loved Alex and Henry, and I remember when I finished that book, I was like, if I can't have a love like Alex and Henry, then I don't want it. Um, I recall. Yeah. (laughs) I remember, like, I, I loved them so much, but it wasn't just them. I loved all the other characters in that book, and I think... She did the same with this book because I fell in love with Myla and Nico and Wes and Annie. And their whole stories. Yeah. Because she does really good at writing stories like for each couple. And you learn about their families, you know, how Nico's family is very Catholic. But they accepted him, her, him. him. They accepted him because of, because that's their son. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, but... I think she does a really good job, and you fall in love with every character. She gives them, like, a good backstory without it being, like, you have to read this entire, I don't know, like, six pages about, like, where this person comes from. I think she does a really good job at, like, kind of peppering in all these facts about, you know, these characters' backgrounds, you know, that's within conversations that they have with August. So as August learns about them, you learn about them, and then you grow to love them the way... Um, she loves them. And I, I really enjoyed, like, seeing how they kind of slowly, like, pushed into being, you know, her being a part of their family. Like, they included her in the group text, and she's like, what the hell? Why? Yeah. And, and like, the I... group text was just so funny. I just love how they immediately just accepted her as part of their family. Yeah, no judgment, nothing. They just accepted her and wanted her to be happy, you mm-hmm. know? Like, Nico kept telling her, like, dude, you need to tell June... J- June. Jane. Jane. <laughs> Jane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you have to tell Jane, you know, like, tell Jane how you feel. Like, she's not going to know. So, not to give away a lot of the book, but basically, August and Jane fall in love. I mean, it's a romance book. It's a know. romance book, you know. But how they fall in love is because Jane is trying to, August is trying to help Jane. Mm-hmm. Um find herself her way back she's yeah they're trying to figure out first what it is that jane is because there's 
I don't think it's a spoiler because really early on in the book, August decides that she likes Jane and Jane is flirting back with her and she's like, you know what? I'm going to ask her out for coffee or something. And Jane can't leave the train. So she says, <laughs> that was funny. she's like, well, no, like I can't go with you. And August takes it as a, like a rejection and she like avoids a train for like two months, which is something I would do. Not two months, two weeks, huh? Two weeks. I would totally do that too. Be like, I can never show my face to that person again because <laughs> they just rejected me. But Jane rejected her now because she didn't want, I know, she, she but, didn't want to go, but literally she can't leave the train. Which I think it has, a, like, it's also relatable because a lot of the times it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's usually something with the other person, you know? Yeah, it literally, when somebody tells you it's not you, it's me, it literally is them. It probably is them, yeah. It's not you. And, but, of course, you know, just like every time you ask somebody out and you get rejected, you start thinking, like, August was like, she doesn't like me. She doesn't <laughs> like me, you know? And it's just like, no, no, no. Like, it's not. It's... And, like, Jane totally likes her. Like, she's super hot for August. You know, yeah. she thinks August is super hot, which... Super cute. So after August tries to ask out Jane, Jane says no. She thinks it's because Jane doesn't want to like like go out with her, but it's because Jane can't leave the train. And then slowly, August, she starts to go back and talk to her, and she starts to figure out there's something weird. There's something weird going on with Jane, right? Because she never leaves the train, and then eventually she confronts Jane about it. They figure out like there's something going on. Um, and the rest of the book is just them trying to figure out what happened to Jane in 1970-whatever that caused her to stay on that train. Yes. And Myla helps a lot because she's so smart. <laughs> yeah, Myla. I mean, all their friends. I like how yeah, all I, of August's friends got super invested in, in their relationship. Yeah. I really, one of my favorite scenes is the Easter brunch. Yes. How they all accept Jane. <laughs> yeah, so Annie... Depressing. <laughs> the drag queen. She, she always has like Easter brunch, but it's not till 7 p.m. when everybody shows up. It's like a nighttime party. It's a nighttime party, and August is so like, she gets Jane a, a phone and carries her in her pocket and speaker so she can be there too. Yeah. And so Annie Depressant's like, who, who is that? Like, who are you talking to? Like, she kind of knows, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, yeah, Jane's like, I think it's my birthday. And she's like, and he's like, it's my fucking party, and I declare it to be your birthday. <laughs> and so get your ass over here, and she can't. Jane can't so leave So what do they do? What do August's friends do? They put their alcohol beverages in... Solo cups. Solo cups. <laughs> <laughs> and they make their way to the queue, and they're just so fun. Like, when I was reading that scene, I was having so much fun. Like Me too. I, it, I had so much fun that scene and Christmas in July. Yeah. When I was reading those two um, chapters, oh my god, I I was so happy. Like <laughs> me too. I like really had that feel. I had like the urge, like oh my god, I want to go out and party right now. Like it just seems, it like, like brought me joy. Yes. And I just love that, you know. It's just so the way Casey can break your heart, bring it back, and make you feel joy. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does like, such a good job at that. It's so so good. So another thing that Casey does really well is those sex scenes. Damn. Okay, and then like Red, Red, and Royal Blue, freaking immaculate sex scenes. This one. Like, I knew that she writes good sex scenes, and I knew, like, okay, well, it's going to happen, because that's oh, what yeah. she does. I was a little ahead of Allie when I was reading, and I was like, oh, my God, 
the sexiest. I'm excited. <laughs> and like she texted me about it and I was like, oh shit, like they're going to have sex. And I, and then I'm like, I kind of knew where her brain was going. I said, they can't leave the train. <laughs> it was... Just imagine they can't leave the train. They had to have, and then, so throughout the book, you learn that Jane is kind of like energy, right? Mm-hmm. She's kind of fueled with energy. So she was so excited to hook up with August that she shuts down the train. Like, yeah, she a, causes a, a little shortage. shortage where they get a little bit of privacy. Um, but it was super hot. Yeah, but it, it's not like porn. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like, it's like how they feel being with each other. Like, it's just like her touch, her sense, her smell. Like, you know, it's just... I don't know yeah. if it's... May I read an excerpt? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so this is... I mean, they're doing it, obviously. But I just really like how, like you said, she doesn't... It's not super explicit. It's not like you're reading straight-up porn. It's just... <laughs> because I'm, we know what that I is. I mean, obviously, <laughs> like, low-key it's porn because they're doing it. But, like, the way that Casey writes it, it's just beautiful. Like, it makes you feel like... I don't want to say, like, you're there, but, it, like, you know, it gives you, like, these feelings, like, oh, my God, like, they're having this beautiful moment together, and it's not just, like... I was excited. It's not, like, oh, they're fucking, you know? <laughs> but, okay, so this is um, from one of the times they're doing it. August thinks about summertime in New Orleans, cups of ice and sugary syrup, satsuma and strawberry and honeysuckle dripping down her chin and sticking to her fingers, the familiar smother of steam and sweat. <clears throat> Jane rolls her hips, chasing the feeling soft little moans falling out of her mouth faster and faster until she gives herself over so good oh my god so good (laughs) that was when i read that i think i read it twice i was like what (laughs) is going on here right now and it's just they were just so happy to be within each other um to be within each other each other (laughs) and tasting each other and just like even if you're like i don't even know like it's just so good there's just something about a really well-written sex scene um in a book i think i've read a lot of books i've read a lot of romance books um i've read like the harlequin romance you know where they call yeah when you were like 10 like (laughs) (laughs) i know i was too young it wasn't my fault i was at the library i loved reading i thought they looked interesting and i would check out these harlequin romances that i was way too young to be reading it's not like 50 shades yeah so like what i'm trying to say is that we've read our fair share of like sex scenes in books and i really enjoy how casey does it yeah because it's hot yeah and like sometimes there's one where sometimes yeah it's like super hot when they're super explicit about it but the way she does it it's just like it's beautiful yeah and then august was a virgin yeah she had never been with a female or male and she's bisexual and she just of course you know she (laughs) she got whipped (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's just really like i really enjoyed this book i read it and i couldn't put it down and it's just Mm -hmm. so because it's every character like i said before like you just fall in love with you do everything Um, the way they all work together because like we said um August worked at Billy's. That's the pancakes. The, the pancake, pancake house. The pancake house that was on um on the corner. Mm-hmm. And due to gentrification, mm-hmm. um, 
they're gonna they're gonna double the rent and so billy who's the owner wants to buy it but it's like he needs a hundred grand and what do they do like after more after like they're a all night hung of over. drinking and yeah hung they're all over. just super hungover like super just wanting to die and... kind of like i was <laughs> uh when we celebrated pride yeah <laughs> but august um she kind of brings it up like yeah they're gonna sell billies and myla comes up with it right Milo or August? Yeah, I... one of them. They come up with, like, this fundraiser that they can do with um, Annie, and Annie ropes in her, like, drag queen friends, and it's just, like, it turns into this huge thing. A pancake palooza. A pancake palooza, and it's, like, it's so nice. It was just so nice to read, like, all of them coming together to save like, Billy's. Like, working hard uh-huh. to, to save it, you know? Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed reading those little bits of when... Um, I think August and Wes are going around the city, like, with all their flyers and stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, they end up maxing out their capacity, so they have to switch their venue. Um, so that was, like, fun to read. I really enjoyed that. It was almost as fun for me as reading the, like, the party scenes. Yeah, it was, it was really, how they all come together. It's like, it's really... heartwarming. Yes, yeah. it's it heartwarming. is. It's very heartwarming. And how they become a family, and you're like, I was like, I want friends. I do have friends like that. (laughs) You're like, if you're listening, I love you. I'm sorry. I do have friends like that. It's, you know, because when you get older, you find friends and it's like your family. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're like, you know, and you're a kid in school, your friends are like the kids that are in your class. And then as you get older, you know, kids leave your class. But when you're like an adult, like you have. As you get older, I feel like you might have fewer friends, but they're, like... Better friends. Better friends. Well, yeah. They're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, yeah. Yeah, no, but this is this is true. And, yeah. It's... And it's good to have friends. I think so. Like, good friends. Good friends. Yeah. But, um... What else about the book can we share without giving too much? Oh, well, um... So, we're recording this during Pride Month. Literally, like, the last day. Yeah, so happy Pride. Happy Pride. This will probably go up in July, but happy Pride. Um, because Casey, she does a great job of being super inclusive in her books. Oh, yes. One of the things that I like, I remembered, uh-huh. I'm going to share it, is that, so here's August, right, and her friends. And it's the 2020 right uh-huh. and they're walking freely being who they are loving yeah who i mean they they're want. they're bi they're gay they're trans there's like annie who's a drag queen and they're just like you know living through the 21st century just like living their best life you and know? then you have jane who was in her 20s during the 70s where it wasn't really acceptable to be open about your sexual orientation Mm-hmm. And she's stuck on this train seeing Nico and Myla together, Wes and Annie, you know, like all these things. And she she had to protest and she was arrested and she had a hard time. Mm-hmm. She couldn't walk and she was angry, you know. But mm-hmm. I think that helping, like her seeing August and her friends, like it kind of made her see like all the work that's been done yeah all the work that she put in like you know in her time like it actually made a difference yeah and i think that 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 was wonderful that was one of my takeaways from the book Mm -hmm. and i thought it was i wonder if that's why they released it in june because it's pride month 
Maybe. But I, I really like that Casey is very inclusive. I think Casey herself is part of the LGBT community. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Another thing that I enjoyed was, so August, you know, she's lonely. She doesn't really feel like there's a home. Like, she, she's never felt at home, mm-hmm. right? And then there's Jane, who's been stuck on this train and felt alone. Mm-hmm. And then they meet each other, and I feel like Jane helped August become, like, find a place where she belongs, yeah. I guess. And Jane, I mean, August helped Jane, like, not feel alone. You know, mm-hmm. like, they both felt like home. To each other. To each other. And that's so beautiful because that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going <laughs> to cry. But I don't know. Casey did the same thing with uh, Red, White, and Royal Yeah, Blue. which we're going to do a separate episode. I have so many notes on that book. I, It's one of my favorites. I have so much to say about Red, White, and Royal I Blue. I have to reread it. <laughs> Which I don't mind at all. Yeah, that's it's a really good book. But um, keeping to this book, I think, I mean, I think we pretty much covered the main. Yeah, without spoiling too much. Um, like if you take anything away from this episode, is that you should read this book. Just read Casey's books in general. Yeah, you should read this book. You should be open minded. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you should read this book. It's fun. It's a good, like, if you're going on a little vacation, it's a mm-hmm. great read. Great read. Great audiobook. I I listened to half of it. I read the other half. Um, but it was, I think I had, I was actually, like, at a drive-thru. I was getting, like, Starbucks or something, and it was, like, one of the sex scenes. And I was like, let me turn this down before this barista thinks I'm listening to porn. <laughs> Which, like, kind of I was, but... <laughs> sensual sensual um literature sensual literature (laughs) but what else can we share with you guys about this book i think we kind of like covered pretty much i mean um oh okay our favorite quotes we we were gonna share a quote that we each liked yes so one of my favorite pieces or Quotes. quotes But to kiss and be kissed, to be wanted, that's a different thing from love. And maybe, maybe if she tried, they could have something, not everything, but something. I really like that because, like, it kind of basically, the way I saw it was that you should just try. Without knowing the outcome, you should give it a try because it can be something good. Or it could be something not so great, but at the end of it, you'll learn something from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important in life. So with anything, you should try. (laughs) (laughs) So my, I know I said I didn't cry, but when I read, this is pretty early on the book. And when I read this quote, maybe I was just feeling a little bit emotional that day, but it kind of got me. Like I I had like a little tear because I felt this in my soul. So this was... It's not even that deep. That was just me being, like, a little bitch about it. But Emotional. <laughs> Emotional. <laughs> okay, so here's the quote that I really like. But you know that feeling when you wake up in the morning and you have someone to think about, somewhere for hope to go, it's good. Even when it's bad, it's good. Which, like, relatable. Because 
you know, it's it's nice to have, you know, someone that you like, someone that you can think about during the day, someone who's maybe thinking about you and they're like, you know, checking up on you. Like, it's always nice, even if it's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. It's nice. <laughs> It's nice. We have this conversation like every week. <laughs> That's not to say that you should be like in a toxic relationship or like a bad relationship, but it's just nice in general when you have, you know, someone to talk to. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because that's when I start swiping. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have a lot of like Tinder stories because there's a lot. There's a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> there is a lot. But that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's all we have to say about this book. I mean, go read it. I think everybody should read it. Um especially I mean it's the end of Pride Month, but especially for Pride Month, go go read it. It's it's a really good book. It's funny, it's sweet, it's like super sexy. It's witty. It's witty. There's a lot of smart Yeah, a lot comments. of smart smart humor, which I really enjoy about Casey's. I like how we just keep saying Casey. I think she's, she's our friend. We know I, her. I really enjoy her writing. I do. I She's definitely one of my auto-buy authors now. Whatever she writes, I will buy. She can take my money. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Next time she's in a book signing, we'll probably buy this book again with her signature. I know. <laughs> I know. We missed out because of... COVID, I I really was looking forward to going to a book signing, getting this book signed, getting my red, white, and royal blue copy signed. It, well, you know, because pre-COVID, we went because one of my favorite authors was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we t- did a day trip to Arizona to get this book signed. And our plan was to do uh, that. With Casey, yeah. With Casey and with other authors, too, you know. Like, visit different bookstores from different Mm -hmm. states. But then COVID happened, and we couldn't. So, but yeah, that's the plan. For once things, like, open up more and we're able to, you know, have more events like this, I am so ready to go. Wherever she is, like, I will go. I don't care. I just want to meet her. Any boarding, bordering state. Bordering state, I will go. I'll drive. (laughs) But that's it for now. Yeah, so, to wrap it up, I think we um, wanted to, we'll do a, a quick book recommendation each. Um, so I'm going to recommend The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And I'm going to recommend One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. <laughs> Both of these are romances, um, super fun. Uh, One True Loves is a little bit more sad, but. It's very sad, but it has a happy ending. Yeah, I, I cried with that I one. cried a lot. I I think Allie heard me cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if you want to read something that's going to make you cry, read One True Loves. The X Talk is um, kind of a more fun, like, there's obviously, like, the emotions with any romance book, but it was a fun, quick read for me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to say what you feel, because they can't read your mind. <laughs> <laughs>